What's up, everybody? Right. We are talking on a Sunday afternoon about uh, the upcoming trends. Going to try to go through profits. We got 2016 coming up, so I'm going to be doing a few talks building up to 2016. I almost feel like this shirt should be chucked, tucked in. No. Maybe I'll unbutton one. There, that looks better. Looks a little too nerdy when it's uh, all the way, all the way button. All right, so 2016, end of the year. People like to, even though it's pretty make-believe, people like to use the end of the year to kind of get leverage on their own motivation. So let's call this one, let's just call it a simple thing. Let's call it Periscope Meerkat. What's the next big trends for 2016? So, one of the trends for me is having, uh, you know, continuing to expand out the business and have other people speaking, other perspectives. You guys had Nathan and Sean talking, and they, of course, have a perspective. Somebody who works with me in what I call uh, the business bodyguard, which is like the people closest to me, kind of like assistants, but also training them to do more advanced stuff. So. Hope you guys had a good Christmas, by the way. Did you get lots of books? Any good books? Um, I got three books from my grandma or down there. I got a book by, if you guys see my Snapchat, I had one, pretty interesting one by um, the Nobel Peace Prize winner. I mean, uh, the Nobel Prize winner in economics, Joseph Stiglitz. It's on basically the rich and the poor. It's an economics book. I also got, what other books did I get? I got lots of books. I got three and then I had eight. Yeah, I buy eight books a day, so presents are not, uh, I got 11 books yesterday actually. Yeah, if you look at my Snapchat, it's real good recommendations. You might get some ideas. I always uh, look at what people screenshot. So, yeah, one thing for those of you who have kids, you know, try to reprogram their mind to like books. That's a, that's a worthwhile thing to do. And you have to, this by the way, is my Snapchat, just my name with the number one. Um, you know, people are like, how do I, I get a lot of questions from people. How do I get my brother to like knowledge more? How do I get my kids, whatever? You're better off to come around the front there. What's up? Um, there you go. We're talking on the trends. Hello, periscopers and meerkatters. Make sure it's low enough to see. I think we, we can go this way, you know. I was testing. Well, just so you can see the whole board a little easier. Okay, so. My answer to that real quick, if you have kids or whatever, even though this is, I think that, by the way, books are a trend. I'm actually, that's the first one, so I'll give you guys a sneak peek. I just read that last year, uh, are you sure Meerkat's on the right internet? Yeah. You sure? I don't think it is, because it's still on zero. What, which one's it supposed to be on? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I wonder if Meerkat's just jammed up. See if you can see it. By the way, you should have said what are the next big. Yeah. So, now Meerkat doesn't have this much of a delay. I've never seen that before. You should call it what are the next big trends or what is the next big trend. Can you guys see it on Meerkat? On I, your didn't, I didn't get a notice. It's just stopping. We blew up Meerkat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have. We're one of the biggest Meerkatters. So to motivate kids, motivate friends, coworkers, spouses, the only way you can really do it is leading by example. So if you're going to try any other way, like you can't, you know, some people go, Ty, do you have a book I can give somebody to make them that they read and then they'll want to read more. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. There's my maid trying to walk by. She can walk by. You can come. That's okay. <laughs> They're walking by. Um, you can't give them a book to make them want to read because they don't read. So, you know. Someone said, anyone ever think that Ty looks really uncomfortable at all times? Dude, you got a big imagination. People got such big imaginations, it's crazy. <laughs> so, motivate, lead by example, man. That's all you can do. What else are you going to do? And what else would you really want to be led by? That's one of the things. Charlie Monger has a cool thing, and he talks about, um, you know, the golden rule in business, how he made a billion dollars for himself. And that's a pretty simple rule. Who do you want to be led by? Somebody who lectures you? or somebody who inspires you. So maybe that's a trend for 2016. <laughs> it wasn't one I planned to talk about, but for sure, the future of education, both for your kids or grandkids, whether you have them yet or not, um, or just for yourself, you've got to be led by example and you have to lead by example. There's just no other way to do it well. And so, if you have an issue motivating yourself to read, motivating yourself to do business, motivating yourself to do new things, lead by example and be led by example. So you've got to find somebody that leads you by example. And a lot of, most people don't have anybody like that. It's an unfortunate world. All right, so we are back to trends. This is just my Snapchat. I'm going to give away three iPad minis today. Those are trends. Snapchat, I mean I, uh, iPad mini, you can use them to read on, you can use them to play chess on, get not only a six pack of your belly, but a six pack of the mind, okay? So, first trend that I see upcoming in 2016, and we're, you know, there's trends continually unfold. So let me just start by saying this. By the way, I'll give a hint on Snapchat if you want to win the iPad mini later. Um, I'll give away three, one on Periscope, one on Meerkat, and one on my website. And you can, uh, it's just whoever catches, I'll, I'll ask a question about some minor detail that I talk about today just to see who's paying the most attention. So, so we said, Ty, did you just start playing chess? Nah, I started at three playing chess. I've been playing chess a long time, man. But, um, yeah. So, 
number one trend is that trends unfold uh, non in a non-linear fashion. So a lot of people think about trends like if this is a graph of the timeline of life, they think that trends just go like this. Like, you know, 2014 there was a trend, now there's new trends, and of course we still have the old ones, doom, doom. That's not really how it goes. Nothing in life goes linearly. That's why most people um, kind of struggle in life because they expect success to be linear. So they go, okay, Ty, I'm confused. I read a book, I woke up early, I didn't procrastinate on Tuesday, now it's Wednesday, how come my life hasn't gone up? But that's not how it goes. It doesn't, life doesn't go up in linear bursts. I mean, in, in uh, straight line it goes up in bursts so the more accurate is life goes like and then level and then uh and that's the history of humanity that's the history of biology that'll be the history of your life and when it comes to you know these trends that you want to have some big trend that pops out into your business, into your life. It's not necessarily just because it's 2016. Boom, all of a sudden there's some trend for you to grab. It's not really like that. And it's not to say there might be no big trends for you in January and they all come in April. And that's very hard. Think about that for a second. Um, you know, what will happen if you take the month of April off? You'll miss it. Even though you're ready for January, February, March, June, July, May, doesn't matter. It can all come in a blink of an eye and you can miss it all. So if you're thinking January comes around, all of a sudden all these new opportunities are gonna drop on your door, you ain't gonna do so well, you know? It's like, what's gonna happen for you? Not much. So what you have to do is something completely different. That's what we're gonna talk about today. So it's not just about um, what are the trends, okay? Number two thing, once you know that trends unfold in a non-linear fashion, then number two, guess what? What's more important than what? See, everybody thinks, ask me, Ty, what is the next trend? But there's something more important than what the next trend is. Who knows what that might be? The trend, what's more important is, can you capitalize on them. Oops. Sorry. Are you able to capitalize on the next big trend is a more important question. Because I'll tell you this, 
Think about the last, let's take the last 10 years of big trends. You got Netflix is a huge trend. Things going streaming live versus going to the DVD store or even DVDs at all. You got music trends that have completely changed. No one sells singles anymore, really. The third one trend, things like delivery stuff or on demand like Uber or Airbnb, right? This is completely transforming economics. Uh, you've got trends in housing changing. People are owning less because they're doing the math. Doesn't always make sense to own real estate, to own stuff. You wanna, anything that depreciates or doesn't appreciate at a high rate of return, you don't wanna own it. You wanna put all your assets into high ROI uh, investments. So for example, in America in the 1960s and 50s, it was like, quote unquote, a God-given rule that houses were your best investment as a family, right? Everybody was like, the American dream was built on a house. But what happened is if you take away leverage, houses, uh, real estate for the average family hasn't appreciated very well. It's done like 3% a year. So all of a sudden, that trend is switching. I was reading, I read global newspapers. Um, I read Australia's newspaper yesterday. London, I read different cities across the United States. Man, this one's good. Then of course, I haven't even gotten into all the social media trends, whether it be Periscope Meerkat live streaming, whether it be uh, the other big one, of course, is Snapchat, right? And then you got things like Twitch and Blab. So they're unfolding like really quick. So even though people are really fixated on what the next big trend is, I'm like, you got to chill a little bit with that. And you have to ask yourself, can you capitalize them? Because or else here's what's going to happen. A new trend's going to come out in 2016. You're going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. And then at December of 2016, one year from today, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be once again kicking ourselves in the butt going, oh, somebody else is doing big things and I'm stuck. So identifying trends is a cool trick to have up your sleeve, but it's not that cool. Really. So. Some of you expected to come on this call and I'm just gonna be listing out thousands of potential trends. And I am gonna talk on some of those, but I wanna do something more important. Cause what if next year only has one trend and you catch it? That's all you care about. <laughs> Would you rather have that? There's only one big trend next year. It's some app called XYZ and you start it. Or there's some big company that's launched right? And you launch it versus next year in 2016, there's 3,417 new trends that are caught by other people. That's not going to be a good year for you. In fact, that'll be a more depressing year than any other year of your life. So I highly recommend you get good at not just spotting. It's not about just spotting. Oops. 
Spotting is less important than catching. So write that down. All your friends want to get good at spotting. Let them be good at spotting. They can spot for you. They can be like your scout. <laughs> A lot of people will do that. Somebody said, getting on the Ty Lopez trend this year has worked out for me so far. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, so we want to talk today about spotting, but we also want to talk about catching. Okay. Now, before I go too far, what's a trend that you uh, have seen but you didn't catch? Let's talk a little bit about the pain we've all felt. What's a trend that you, I'll tell you one for me. I wish I, it was a little before my time, I'm not quite old enough. I wish I had bought the, I wish I had bought um, Uf, the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting, you know, um, company. But one guy bought it for I think a million dollars and I think it's worth a billion dollars now. So, not a bad deal. Somebody said they wish they had bought Amazon, hoverboards, the rise of Instagram influencers, Maxim. You wish you had bought Bank of America stock when it was $3 a share in 2009. VHS to DVD, Netflix, cross training shoes, GoPros, Beachbody. Yeah, Beachbody's now at doing almost, Beachbody almost went bankrupt I think in 2003. Now it's worth I think it did 950 million in revenue. Autonomous cars, digital books like Kindle, Victoria's Secret, Tesla. You wish you had bought more houses after 2008? Yeah, or during 2008 when you wanted to buy. Man, there used to be homes in Las Vegas. I remember for $8,000. Not bad. You do you do the math on an $8,000 house as long as it's livable? You can rent them out. Let's say you rented it for, I don't know, 200 bucks a month, 300 bucks a month, eight grand, and you're making back three grand a year. That's over 30% that's over 30 return on your investment. Under Armour. Somebody says you should invest in Detroit. Kangen Water. Just watch the big short. Credit swaps would have been good. Yep. The rise of protein. Amazon was $10 and Apple was $17 in the 1990s. Somebody said Viagra stock never goes out of style, permanent demand. Well, you can always have a generic competitor. So every year since 1969, Silicon Valley real estate, nutritional supplements, online food boxes where they deliver food. I know the guy that was the original owner of the UFC. He's now an architect in San Diego. See, that's what I'm talking about. This is the perfect, perfect deal. Example. I didn't realize that, but one guy spotted a trend. He started the ultimate fighting UFC, but he didn't capitalize and catch it. And so Victoria's Secret was started by a guy. He spotted a trend in the lingerie industry. He launched it. He sold it to somebody for $5 million. The new company caught it, caught the trend and grew it into a billion dollar brand, this guy actually committed suicide. He jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, so that's an example of uh, the people who started Starbucks. They started the Starbucks, they, they saw the trend, but a different guy came named Howard Schultz. He caught the trend, 
he bought Starbucks from them when it was a very small company and he grew it into almost the biggest chain and I think it might be the biggest chain by stores. The McDonald's brothers spotted a trend in hamburgers, but they didn't catch the trend. Ray Kroc was a traveling salesman and he came and he bought it. He licensed it first, he didn't even buy it. And then he grew it until the big, until it was the biggest fast food chain. So who are you gonna be? Now, we mentioned some trends that you spot, have spotted, what's the worst one that you didn't catch? Like you had it in your hands, but you didn't catch the trend. Let's see if anybody here has any horror stories. Anybody have any horror stories? Anybody? Horror stories. It's the worst horror story that you have. Eat a stock. Google. <laughs> Somebody says it's never too late. Well, sometimes it's too late for certain things. You're gonna. I mean, it's too late. You're not gonna be able to buy Victoria's Secret for cheap. Somebody said dipping into their 401k. All right, so gold in 2006, eh, Instagram marketing, Uber. I, somebody said Uber, you thought of the idea 10 years ago. All right, we're gonna go with that. This is interesting. So somebody on this call, what was your name? Lev, Lev bought or, or thought of the idea of Uber. So let's think about the progression of a trend in the brain. So here's your brain here. You know I talk a lot about brain. We'll pretend you have a big head. Here's your arms. The world's worst drawing. I know. You have elephantitis of the legs, I guess. <laughs> okay, so here's you. I just wanted to draw a big brain. All right, first you start out smiling. You're like, Ty. You have... That's how I used to draw when I was a little kid, I remember. <laughs> I remember as a little kid trying to draw and going, this is so hard, how do people figure out how to do it? Anyway, um, so let's go into the inner workings of the brain. You gotta understand the brain to understand trends. That's why you know, in my company I have on staff, the CEO is a, of my company is a PhD in the brain, one of the top neuroscientists in the world. And so we talk a lot about the brain. And the way that the brain works, there's a lot of things going on at once. He always says, in some ways, we, he says we know less about the brain than we know about outer space. Like the brain is very mysterious still. It's very complicated. But we can observe some trends in the brain. And that's kind of what I want to talk about also today. Trends of the brain. And this is a trend you can control at some level. This is a trend that has immediate payoffs for 2016. So what are some of the trends? Because if you master the trends of the brain, you'll master, you'll catch every idea out there from Uber, UFC, Victoria's Secret, it all started in somebody's brain. That's it. And for the person here who said that they thought of the Uber idea but didn't capitalize on it, it's because you didn't understand your brain. So what are some rules of the brain that we know when we look for trends? Number one, we know the brain, it wants to conserve. This is the, write this word down. This is not a new trend of the brain. 
This is an absolute tenant that you must understand upside down, backwards, forwards, in every direction. What do I mean by conserve? I mean your brain will always revert to doing the least it can. And there's a good reason. Your DNA, the one that you inherited from your mother, great-grandparents, great-great-great-great, all the way back about 800 generations, further back if you want to go, 10,000 generations, but let's just go back 800 generations. The people who survived, the people who had the most children, are the ones who were able to conserve energy. Your brain burns the most fuel of any part of your body. So the brain burns between 25 and 30% of all the food you eat. You, you know, basically your body burns fuel in about four ways. You know, you have one is the brain, two is, you know, the metabolism, the heat, all of the, so without going into each of these four, let's just focus on the one, it's the brain. 25 to 30, and, but your brain only weighs like two to 5% of your body. So it's a small part of your body, like compared to other uh, uh, systems, other muscles even. Of course, the brain's not a muscle, but I'm just saying your thighs are your big, your quads are your biggest muscle, right? Your brain is your biggest fuel burner. 25 to 30%. So let's go back 100 generations from today. 100 generations. You have a great, great, great grandmother. Let's say she lived in Europe or Africa or the Middle East. Probably didn't live in the United States unless you're Native American. This brain is burning like a fire. 25 to 30% every day of whatever she eats. Now, there's no refrigeration. There's absolutely no guarantee she'll find food tomorrow. She barely understands uh, agriculture like we understand it. She a little bit, and let's say her husband, your grandfather's dead. He died in a fight. Back then, if you got poked with a spear, even if you didn't die, you probably got infected. So it's just her. And she's pregnant with basically the person who's gonna eventually give birth to you. So if she dies, you die. So what does she have to know how to do? Shut the brain down. You know how when you take your laptop and you close it, or your iPhone, you don't use it, it powers down? That's exactly what your brain does. Exactly. And even in the modern world, that's exactly what your brain still does. It has a power down function. Now, what happens when it powers down? What's the advantage? Your brain powers down and burns less fuel. Maybe instead of burning 30%, it drops to whatever. We'll just pick 20%. Okay? What makes it burn more fuel? Thinking harder, thinking deeply, logic, all of these things. More and more activity, the more and more it burns. Now, it's not exactly like this. I'm oversimplifying biology, okay? We're having a conversation here on live stream. We're not, this is not a super scientific conversation. But because of this, you have inherited this and so have I. And if you understand anything from today, and you start to understand this, you're gonna be so far ahead of the world that you're gonna 
The odds of you catching the next big trend have just gone up a thousand times. Once you understand that you're not prepared for the next big trend, you're more likely to catch it. You're more likely to survive it. You're, just think of this. What's better? You think you know how to fight. You think you know how to fight, but you don't know how to fight at all. And some guy comes up to you at a bar and is like, yo, get out of my way. And you think you're a Navy SEAL. So it's a big dude, and you go up to him and you go, no, you get out of the way. And he says, get out of my way or I'm going to punch you in the face. And you go, no, I'm a trained Navy SEAL. But you're not really. So you think you're somebody you're not. What's going to happen? You're going to die. <laughs> you're going to punch you. What if he's the Navy SEAL? He's going to take you out. Broop. So whenever we think we're something we're not, we're in huge amount of danger. You can't think. And so most people that I meet, this is what they think. They think the only reason they haven't caught a trend is because some you know, outside extemporaneous circumstance happened. Nah, that's not why. Because your brain's not trained. Every trend that we've mentioned so far hasn't been rocket science. By the UFC, Victoria's Secret, Starbucks, McDonald's. Ray Kroc, who bought McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers, he saw a trend. He said, there's a lot, and you didn't even have to be that smart. Outside of, uh, in Riverside, California, where there was just this shooting, that's where McDonald's comes from. And he was a traveling salesman that Ray Kroc went from store to store selling milkshake machines. And he walked into this one store, it was named, and there's two brothers running it, called McDonald's Brothers. And he walked in and there was a huge line waiting outside the door. There was 300 people or whatever waiting at any given time, or 50 people, I don't know how many people, but a lot. So he just went, hmm, there's a trend here. So what he did, literally tens of thousands of people were driving past that restaurant, but their brain was on sleep mode. Ray A. Kroc, he had control over his brain. He woke up, he drove by, and he said, there's a trend. And he took it. And he made so much money, it was beyond by me, he became the richest man in America. So, because you're conserving, then the next thing is, we're not aware, we're not like Raycroft. Number three, we procrastinate. So, some of you have got, so there's three levels here of problems that we have to overcome. Number one level is, I mean, it's okay to conserve, but we conserve now at the wrong time. You don't want to conserve when you should not be conserved. Because we conserve, we're not aware. And even if we are able to turn off sleep mode and get back active and increase our awareness, most people still don't act. You got to act. And so, who here is guilty of procrastination? Anybody? Who here feels that's a real problem in your life? I've only met a few people in my life that, uh, hold on one second, that I consider to be people that don't procrastinate. Literally, only a few. I would say one out of a hundred thousand that I meet. Huh? 
The what? What does that mean? Oh, no, let's do it after. We'll do it after. So, three levels. Brain training. Be able to turn on and off. Be able to increase awareness and be able to overcome procrastination. Once you have this, then trends matter. If you don't have power over these, trends don't matter. Unless you just like to look at stuff. Unless you're a voyeur and you're just like, I like to look at stuff. If you want to profit from them, you have to overcome these three. And that's only the beginning. So this is like, once you overcome these three, now you become a white belt. You guys do any martial arts? Everybody knows in jujitsu and karate, in Krav Maga, you start out as a white belt. If you master these three, congratulations, you are now a white belt, but you're not a black belt. You'll do okay with these. <clears throat> so, this is pretty good though, because most people never even get into the gym. You know? So, at least if you're a white belt, who here thinks they're a white belt? You've overcome these three. You have no issues with procrastination. You have no issues with awareness. No issues with mental laziness. Who here? Anybody? Somebody said is watching the call procrastinating. Uh, depends what you should be doing. If your house is on fire and you're sitting in your chair watching this, then yeah, you're procrastinating. Somebody said they're white with black stripes. There's no such thing as black stripes. Uh, somebody said nope, but working on it. Okay, now, how do we go to deeper levels of this? Once you understand this, and this, I'm telling you, I, sometimes I could just, I want to just stop right here, you know, and be like, this is the most important thing of the day. How do you overcome the conservation, the lack of awareness, and the increased procrastination that's becoming prevalent in the world right now? And by the way, we might be getting smarter in the modern world, but these three are getting worse. If you don't believe me, watch people walking across the street now. What are most people doing? Looking down on their phone. I don't know how many people. Uh, get run over every year texting. I guarantee you, there's lots. Adrian said on Christmas Day, somebody was checking their phone, got out of their car, and stepped off of a cliff. Um, also, uh, do you see that one girl that got all mad? She was walking in the mall texting, and she just walked into the, into the fountain in the beginning. So we're all guilty of that now. And I'm telling you, these are getting worse, which means, good news, if you overcome these, then you automatically become you know, you get a competitive advantage. Huge competitive advantage. So, all right. Now, what's higher level than this? Oh, let me talk for a second on procrastination. Here's the deal on procrastination. Uh, the only way I know to overcome it that actually works. A lot of you are entrepreneurs starting businesses, some of you are already making a lot of money, um, some of you are you know, making none. The deal is, 
you only really overcome procrastination through motivation, right? I think that's common sense. So you don't want to do something, which means you can't find the motivation. Now, how do you increase motivation? So you don't really have to focus on procrastination, you just have to increase motivation and then procrastination kind of goes away on its own. You don't have to address procrastination directly. So motivation, uh, so this is the next trend that I want to talk about on the next point, number three. So to me, the biggest trend that I see is that people are, I'm not, like, I'm going to actually not use that word. People educating themselves differently. This, by the way, is one of the biggest trends in the world. It's crazy big. The online education market went up from $54 billion in 2014. This last year, or this year, it went to double, over $100 billion. So there's, whenever you see a trend, Anything over $100 billion is a big trend. Big. $100 billion. Now, so educating differently is changing the world. But I'm going to put a little spin on this. So that's what is already happening. I'm going to show you one that's even cooler than that. Motivating themselves differently. This is the biggest trend of, in my opinion, in the history of humans about to happen. And some of you are already on it, and some of you are gonna miss it, and some of you are really gonna capitalize this. Not only necessarily of you starting an online education company, but you using it in any industry, whether it be real estate or alternative energy or sports or art, whatever is your thing. So think about this. What happens, so how does most of the world motivate themselves? Just think about it. What do most people do to motivate themselves? Anybody? In about two minutes, I have to run for two minutes and then I'll be right back. I gotta make a quick phone call, but I'll be right back. And I'm gonna leave you guys with something, and then I'll be back in two minutes. So, to motivate differently means we have to know what the current methodology of motivation is. How have you tried to motivate yourself? Go to the gym, motivate yourself to lose weight. How have you tried to motivate yourself to quit your job? Have you motivated yourself as an entrepreneur to? Plat break out of your plateau and go up and next level. Somebody said reward themselves. But I'm saying, what's your specific techniques? Go for a run, uh, telling yourself. Yeah, so a lot of people do like, you know, uh, they call them incantations. You like sit in front of the mirror and you go, I'm good enough, I'm strong enough, and by golly, everybody likes me or something like that. Thinking of the intention, accountability partners, not having any debt. Somebody said waiting until the last minute, affirmations, action, doing micro actions, visualization. Tony Robbins, use fear of being a failure to overcome it. Aligning destiny, getting knowledge. Somebody said I just do it. Somebody said following Ty's idea, specific goals, less brown. 
paying off your home. Use a picture of a hot girl, okay. Lead with reward, tasty snacks, <laughs> Simon Sinek. Wife kicks my butt in gear. That's the best answer. <laughs> so everybody just needs a wife that'll kick your butt. Or if you're a woman, right, you might need a husband. All right, so smoke weed. I don't know if that's the best way to motivate yourself. I feel like that's the opposite, but okay. Somebody use, puts themselves down. All right, here's what I, I've tried all of those. They, some of them are better than others. Some of those uh, work really well, or I would say some of those work pretty good, but none of them work really well. I'm gonna give you the one that works really well, and I gotta make this call, I'll be back in two minutes, and then I'll come explain them. Without a doubt, the way to catch trends and monetize them and capitalize them is understanding those three before and then being able to motivate yourself differently. Motivate yourself to become aware. Motivate yourself to catch them, overcome the procrastination to start them, buy them in the case of UFC, and then grow them. Here's the way you do it. Very simple. You have to know your motivation type. All right, Nathan, can you come here for one second? Nathan's gonna answer two minutes of questions. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna tell you guys how to know what type you are when it comes to motivation. Now, while I'm gone, Nathan, you wanna come here? Nathan works with me. And so any questions you have, it'll be interesting for him to give his opinion. I'll be back in two or three minutes. Hello, everybody. Cool. Yeah, just let me uh, introduce myself real quick to you, Periscope and Meerkatters. Um, yeah, I'm in Ty's bodyguard program. I assist him a lot, and um, I've been working with him for about one and a half years. He just stepped out for a call for a minute, pretty important call. So just uh, type in your questions. I think a lot of you, okay, we're turning the lights off. <laughs> Yeah, so just type in your questions. Let me know if you have any specific questions for me. Uh, we just did a talk on, if you missed my pre-session because you're on Periscope or Meerkat, but I did the pre-session talk today. Um, what's up with the lighting? Okay, so I just did a pre-session talk earlier on trends. Um, so if you have any questions on trends, uh, what it's like to be a young entrepreneur working with Ty, uh, thank you. Somebody said Merry Christmas. Oh, better? Cool. Where is the conference in New York? Okay, uh, looking for a hotel. Yes, we're going to have a New York conference uh, in Manhattan. So that's the area we're going to be in. So you can look for hotels in that area. Location is still TBD. Uh, we have the location, but we'll release it. And if you still want to, if you want the most up-to-date Info on the retreat, just go subscribe to the book of the day emails that Ty sends out. He um, he has the most up-to-date information on there. Man, I'm getting a lot of compliments. This is good. I like Periscope. I like you guys now. Uh, um, what are you working on? I am... What? 
<laughs> Young Lopez. I like that. How did I meet Ty? Uh, I met Ty through his uh, business partner. I was working as an intern for one of his business partners. And then I came across Ty and he needed a personal assistant right away. And I was just there not getting paid. So he was just like, hey, man, let's hook you up. <laughs> so that was about a year and a half ago. Uh, it didn't really happen that exact way, but I mean, that's a breakdown of how it happened in a short term. I mean, I'm not going to disclose how old exactly I am, but uh, I mean, that's kind of creepy. Yes, right place at right time. That's the biggest thing. I, have, I was in a good position. So you guys also got to be in the right position. If you, I mean, just put in yourself in a position where there's a lot of mentors that could run into your life uh, or a lot of possible opportunities that you can run by. So uh, college could be a good place for that. There's a lot of opportunities there. You can meet professors. They could introduce you to people. You can network with other people. Uh, conferences, the retreat is a good spot to, where you could find mentors. Age is just a number. Yes, I like that. Somebody, I was talking about that earlier. Uh, Edward, he's in the business builder. He was just talking about how uh, he reminded me that, you know, age is just is irrelevant. Um, if you died, if I died tomorrow, am I really that young? What about somebody who's 60 and he's going to live to be 100? Is he still, I mean, does age really care? Does it really matter? Game is chess. I don't get that. How do you get motivated? Um, I'm motivated by social stuff. I'm an S in the pace system, I guess you could say. So I thrive off of social situations. In the retreat, I love it because I love, you know, getting in the zone, just like being in the in the craziness. I'm a Gemini, uh, so I'm all about adapting and just being in, like live TV is good, live calls. Uh, I thrive off of that, so I, that's how I'm motivated. Any trends in the music business? I feel like, okay, so Ty talked about this the other day. Uh, Need Medic says, any trends in the music business? Um, if you take a look at Justin Bieber's video, he did, he had the most, he has the most disliked video on YouTube. It's it's with, it's Baby featuring, uh, was it Luda? Ludacris? Ludaversal. I look like a rapper. Thank you. Um, anyway, so it's like the most, one of the most disliked videos on YouTube. And there's worse videos on YouTube. There's like some ISIS videos. There's like terrorist attacks. That should be disliked. Now, this one was more disliked. So uh, that just says something, right? Now, if you paid attention to Justin Bieber's, one of his latest uh, songs, I think with Skrillex and Diplo. What was it called? Jack U is their band. Um, what is it? Where are you now? Um, that one blew up. I feel like he just had a huge resurgence because of that. So, yeah, and sorry too. So it's who you he um he realized that EDM, I guess, um EDM, Skrillex, Jack U, Diplo, all these guys are a trend, right? So you roll with the trends. You apply it to your business. So he featured, I, I, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but it was like Justin Bieber featuring Jack Yu. And that alone, that title is all you need to do to apply a trend to your industry or your business. And then uh, that's how you 
make a huge impact. That's yeah. Influencers, influencer marketing. What time do I wake up? I try to wake up as late as possible because I'm here all day. Uh, I don't really have my routine is just get here uh, at the house, work, grind all day, go sleep late night. So our days are usually later. Like (laughs) I got here at 11, stay late night until, until everything's done. I don't really have uh, <laughs> like a schedule or anything like that. What trend do you think is coming up? Um, I think Snapchat's going to be huge. I think it is already huge. I don't know if you guys watched DJ Khaled. Khaled. I'm all about his Snapchat right now. These video guys are like, yeah, you keep talking about him. But uh, the keys to success, right? So if you watch his Paris, or if you watch his Snapchat, his stuff, his success is water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I like Periscope America. You guys are on it. But um, he's trending. So you know what I did? I took like his content and I kind of repurposed it into my own Snapchat. If you check out my Snapchat at Nathan Ligaya, N-A-T-H-A-N-L-I-G-A-Y-A, uh, Nathan Ligaya. Anyways, um, what I did was I kind of, I did a parody off of his stuff. And, um, I mean, it worked, (laughs) you know, I took his trend and, you know, my content has been like really good. My engagement has been really good. So I took his trend and went straight to the top, checked out his Snapchat and I was like, what, why is he so big? And then I applied it to my own. Um, so that's why you got to be aware of trends that are up. Bless up. Yeah. What's my Snapchat? I said earlier. All right, Ty is back on. Boom. Thank you, Nathan. All right. So, in order to identify and catch trends, know your motivation type. I think there's four main types, and I'm going to give you a little trick that I haven't talked about really online before, but I've used in my own life. So, What are the four M's, I call them? So number four, you got an appropriate four M's. Now, I've talked about this a little bit before, but we'll go a little more in depth. To catch the next big trend, you have to be able to catch internal trends in your own brain, because these also change over time. So you have the first trend, I mean, the first motivation type, sorry, is material things first. And we'll also put money. I'm going to show you a quick trick also to figure out which one you are. The next one is mating. So this is like love or sex, you could call it. All right. The third one is mastery. Or another way to call it is status. The fourth one is movement, or you could call it momentum. Now, I'm going to explain these in a second. The second you get these four, you'll know which trends to grab. Because one of the things that people do wrong They think every trend is a good trend for them to catch. You can't catch them all. There's nobody here that's superhuman enough to have caught Tesla, Netflix, solar panels, uh, 
Facebook, Snapchat, nobody here can do all those things, right? So you got to pick one, maybe two in your lifetime you'll catch. As Confucius said, the man who chases two rabbits catches none. So if you try to catch two trends at the same time, you're going to end up catching none of them. So here's to how to know, and I can explain these further. Basically, we all understand this. If you're motivated by material things, motivated by money, you'll basically do anything if there's profit to it, right? A hitman. Most hitmen, although maybe most people ain't gonna kill somebody, but if a hitman does it for money, most people would only kill somebody if it was a life or death situation, right? So, material people, you know who you are, or maybe you don't know who you are. Mating, you know, maybe Hugh Hefner or somebody, he was driven by this. He didn't make a billion dollars, but you know, he, he focused on women. Um, status and mastery. Charlie Munger says the deserved, uh, the deserved respect and admiration of your peers is the sweetest thing. That's what he said. So he's talking about status. Other people looking at you and be like, you're the king. Like Bruce Lee had status in martial arts. He still does. People are like, everybody, Muhammad Ali, boxing, Arnold Schwarzenegger, bodybuilding. These guys had status. They were the kings and they liked it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a billionaire, but he lived a pretty cool life, you know? And then the last one, movement, momentum. This is probably like a Richard Branson. Richard Branson just likes to launch new companies all the time. He has, I think Virgin has 300 companies that use and license out his brand. So how do you know which one is your primary motivation? And all of us are a blend of these. But you have one first and one last in my experience. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it took me many years to figure out a technique that I could identify and know myself. It's hard to know yourself. That's another trend I didn't get in. I mean, that's another part of the human brain. The human brain is not built to be aware of itself. It, it's not like that. Okay? So, here's how to know which is your primary and your weakest or your least important. What are you the most competitive on? This is the answer. What are you the most competitive on? So, are you super competitive? If you see somebody else making more money than you, do you get mad? And you go, damn that dude, I should be doing that. Because if you are, I have, there's a high likelihood that no matter what you think about yourself, this is your primary. Now, I tend to not have much envy in my life. I, I don't, you know, I don't understand people. I think it's a big mistake. Most people in the world, um, somebody posted a comment on my YouTube. I was reading it the other day and they said something like, Ty, you know, you're posting these pictures. I mean, you're posting these videos and you're in a cool house or with a cool car. And um, what? He wasn't like mad. He was saying, don't you think this is a bad thing to do because you're pissing everybody off because they're going, why isn't my life like that? And I, I thought of it the exactly opposite. Like, If I'm doing personal training, so I'm in my gym, and the trainer comes in, and he's weaker than me, do I want him as my trainer? 
So he comes in, he has no muscle. He weighs 118 pounds. Do I want to be trained by him? No. If he comes in and he's a beast, some of you saw my Snapchat like a couple weeks ago. I had Rome, who's like bodyguard guy, not a business bodyguard like Nathan, but, and he was benching like, I didn't even have enough weight in my whole gym. He just was like, put on more weight. He can bench over five, I think he benches 550. So do I wanna be trained by him? Yes. When I see Rome, I don't go, damn that guy, right? But some people do. And I'm not knocking it if you're that way. But be honest with yourself. When you see other people's success financially, are you, do you feel competitive? Maybe a little bothered, maybe not bothered, but maybe like, ooh, I'm gonna beat that guy. If so, then I can almost guarantee you that you are primarily motivated by money. This is your prime driver. So who is that person? Also, if you're not at all concerned by other people's financial success, then guess what? You probably, this is your least. And believe it or not, this is my least. People, it's so funny how people see me, and I understand because, you know, we do a lot of stuff. I like fast cars, but I don't care about the money side of it. If a fast car, if a Ferrari wasn't fast, but it was still an expensive car, I wouldn't have it. So I'm not just, a, like Rolls Royce, that's why I don't have a Rolls Royce, because a Rolls Royce, although they happen to actually be fast, a Rolls Royce to me, it doesn't interest me because it's more of a status symbol. Usually you have a Rolls Royce, especially the old school Rolls Royce, where you just pull up and you're like, yo, what's up? I got my Rolls Royce. I'm not really like that. If I was the last person on the planet, I would go straight to the Ferrari. If it was like, what's that Will Smith movie where he's the last dude? I am Legend. I am Legend. If that was me, he got a Mustang, I think, right? Yeah. But I think that was a sponsored thing by Mustang. If it was me, dude, I would be like, do not go get a Mustang. Go get a Lambo or Ferrari. So for me, this is my least important. And that's very counterintuitive for a lot of people, especially about me. But think about yourself now. Who is the person here who's super competitive or not at all? Because I want you to write this down. One, two, four. I want you to write down today. You're going to walk away. This is going to, I'm telling you, this is going to not only help you with trends, but you'll know which trends to pick. So who would say this is their number one or their number four? Just put a number. Number one means it's your strongest motivator. Put one. If it's not, if it's your least, not, you're not competitive at all, put four. So we got one, one, four, one, one, four, 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 one, three, two, four, one, three. Okay, so we're all over the place. Now, let's go to the next one. Mating, love, sex, reproduction, Okay, when you see somebody who has a more attractive or more, in your mind, more attractive mate who they're dating or married to, do you feel envy here? Do you feel, not even envy, do you feel competitive? Do you go, man, I wanna get somebody better than that or I wish I had, if you're already married, or uh, you might go, oh, I wish I was married to someone like that. You don't settle. 
Is that you? This one's a little trickier. I'd say I'm more competitive here than here, believe it or not. So who's a one here? Like you think about that a lot. You're not a real set. Because usually, by the way, if you settle for something, that means it's not your primary motivator. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have some friends, they settle making 80 grand a year or 50, and they're just like, and I'm happy for them because they know themselves. And so they'll never be able to catch trends in those areas because they have no ability to overcome procrastination because the only thing that overcomes procrastination is what? Motivation in the 4M. So going to the second one, I have some friends, they married their high school sweetheart. They don't care. They're just like, that's who I wanted to marry. I'm done. Now, somebody says, is it bad if I want too much in a mate? Well, it's not bad. It just makes it that you have less options. <laughs> if you'll only date a girl who's half Czech, half Swedish, who's five foot three and a half, who has size seven shoes, natural blonde, with green eyes and has a mole right here, well, you've narrowed down the field and you might never find somebody. So it's just simple math. The more picky you get, the less participants there are in that pool of people or the less you know candidates there are. So who's a one here? You really focus a lot on your competitive. Somebody said this one is hard. Hmm. Somebody said mating let love would be my least. Okay. Very true. Love. Love counts the same thing. You see somebody else who's in love has like Women, a lot of times, are you know a little different than guys. If you see a couple and you're like, oh, they have a better relationship, and you feel a little envy or a little sadness that you're not like them, then you're comp that's what I call being competitive. Now, you might not call it competitive. That's just what I'm going to call it, competitive, okay? Somebody said to their, who's a one on this one? A one is the strongest or a four? Again, you'll see, I'm gonna bring this all around why this matters with trends. This is the most important thing with trends because you know which trends to pick. If you love money, you probably wanna be in finance trends. If you love this one, you probably wanna be in the fashion industry, in the photography business, in the magazine industry, in the media, in Hollywood, right? Four, one, Hillary Miller says one. Somebody says it's a three but changing to a two. Somebody called that Tinder trend, yeah, exactly. Tinder's office is right near the, my office on Sunset Boulevard. And uh, Tinder is capitalizing on the fact that this is very important for a lot of people. But not everybody's on Tinder. You see, Tinder is for people who are probably naturally more competitive in this area. Which, on a side note, is why I, I'm not, I, I don't use Tinder. I think you got to think twice before using Tinder because you're gonna get a certain group of women who are, or if you're a woman or whatever, a certain group of men that you might not, it's called adverse selection. Tinder's for people that got no type, somebody said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Now this one's tricky. Forget money, forget love or whatever. Status. When you see somebody else having higher status than you. For example, this is how you know. You are in, you go to a birthday party of your friends 
and another person's getting all the attention. Because primarily status, uh, you can understand or you can analyze people's status level by the attention that they draw. So for example, if President Obama or Taylor Swift or Bill Clinton walked into your birthday party, guess what? That party ain't gonna be about you anymore. The whole place is gonna turn and they're gonna focus the whole night on your friend. I mean, on those people. Um, so status, when you go to a birthday party and somebody else starts taking all the attention, does it bother you? Do you get competitive in that area? Anybody? If that's you, this is your number one. Somebody said, I, you are always the center of attention. Max says that. Somebody said, who is a one? You feel competitive with them. Somebody said it's there too. Who's a four? Who does, who is it that just is like, that doesn't matter to me at all. Somebody said it doesn't bother me, but I would like to experience it. Well, you're probably, it's a high number for you then. Anybody? This one is a, people don't like to admit this one. Somebody said that Matthew said it, they're a one in this area. Somebody said, Ty, I love sex, but I love status more. There's a lot of people like that. Somebody said, big egos love attention. Yeah, but it's not quite that simple. That might be said by somebody who is actually secretly, this is their number one. Somebody said, Ty, I have no need to compete because I'm always ahead in that area. <laughs> that means you're definitely, this is your double one. <laughs> status. How does mastery tie in with status? Well, for the most part, the way you get status is mastery. So for example, if Bruce Lee had walked into your birthday party, everyone would pay attention. Now, he wasn't a very big dude, but he had accomplished a lot in terms of his mastery of martial arts, so he had status. The President of the United States has mastered the political system to win. It's very hard to win. Imagine trying to be the President. You know how much politics you have to maneuver through? So he has gained mastery in the art of winning the election. So the president, mastery leads to status, right? So they're kind of synonymous. And I think deep down, you know, if you talk to pro athletes, I was, I forget which athlete, I think I was, I got to have dinner with Chris Paul from the Clippers and I was talking to him. I put up a video on my YouTube of, of it. And, uh, but when we were off the camera, I was talking to him and he said, you know, Ty, I would do this sport of basketball even if I didn't get paid. So that means for, he said, I want to win. And so I would say for Chris Paul, you know, I don't want to assume, but based on what he said there, he was focused on this. So this would be less than this. Now there's some basketball players, there's some athletes that if you didn't get paid a high, the high amount that pro athletes get paid, they wouldn't do it. They'd walk away. There's lots of guys. There was a guy that got drafted by the Washington Wizards by Michael Jordan. And um, he never turned out to be a good basketball player. And he said, I'm just doing this because of the money. He didn't care. So he didn't practice that much. He didn't put any extra effort into it. Somebody said, Ty, I get extremely competitive when I play soccer. Floyd Mayweather. I would guess, you know, I don't know Floyd Mayweather. 
I actually went to a Laker game, and they were there with us. I didn't get to talk to Floyd Mayweather, but his bodyguard knows Rome. They were talking. But my guess is that he's motivated by these two in the sense that he calls himself the money team. Sometimes people will just tell you, I love money. He basically says he will, all his pictures. are Now, it might be a clever PR trick. I don't know. But, and yes, Kwame Brown is the person that I was saying was drafted by Michael Jordan. And he played at the Lakers. So, but I would also say that for sure Floyd Mayweather is driven by status. I'll tell you why. Whenever I go to Laker games, where does Floyd Mayweather sit? He sits right on the court in the middle of the court where everybody can see him. Now, you might say that's just because the seats he give him. No, a lot of some celebrities I know, they sit a little bit further back. Um, Dustin Hoffman. He sits further back. Even Will Smith sits a little bit on the baseline where he's a little bit less seen. So I would just guess that Floyd Mayweather, based on his actions, is a you know one and a two or a one and a two. Now, the last one. Which is this your primary or your least? Movement and momentum. Movement and momentum basically means something simple. Uh, are you bored very easily and you're most, the most important thing in your life and just getting out there and just like trying something new and traveling? If you see somebody who has more action, like you see, you read a story about a guy who's an adventurer traveling to 10 countries, maybe broke. I saw that movie. There's a movie, um, Motorcycle Diaries. You remember that one? Yeah. yeah. What was the kid, the guy that's in Bernice? Ben, oh, uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah, he's in so many movies. Um, so there's a movie called Motorcycle Diaries about the story of Che Guevara. And it's the actor basically recreates Che Guevara's young life. It's a pretty cool movie, actually. Che Guevara was pretty crazy dude. Garcia Bernal, that's his last name. Gabriel Garcia Bernal is the main character. And he just basically jumped on a a motorcycle and just pff, traveled around the world man and when I saw that now I'm gonna show you how things change because for sure this used to be mine this used it's not as much anymore but when I saw that movie I was like this dude has figured life out when I was a little kid I people used to dream of what animal they could be I always wanted to be an eagle I remember that a bird I always dreamed about being a hawk or an eagle and somebody asked me when I was a little kid, why do you want to be that? And I was like, because then if I didn't like where I was, I could just fly away. <laughs> I always thought that was cool about a bird. You bother the bird, it doesn't like fight back. It's not like a hater. If you hate on a bird, it just goes, peace, and flies away. And you're like, damn it, it got the last word. So uh, I, for sure, growing up in my early 20s and as a child, this was number one for me. Number one. I didn't care much about these things. I didn't grow up with money, so I didn't know that there even was money around, you know, growing up. I just was kind of lived a regular, non-rich life. So this one, though, it's, I would say, you know, I would say mine's changed now. 
I would probably say these are my primary ones. This is third and material is fourth. So that's my order. So let's put them in order here as a comment. Just pick. Don't worry. For all of you who are P's in the personality type system I use called practical, you're going to freeze up right here because you're going to worry about doing it perfect. Don't do it perfect. What's, just put them in order. Is it movement, mastery, mating, material? Is it mating, mastery, material, movement? What's yours? You can also use these words if you want, if you remember them better. Sex, status, money, momentum. What's yours? In order. The first ones are most important. Say the, no, don't put the numbers now. Somebody's saying one, three, four, two. Just put the words. Money, if that's, just put them in order. What do we got here without numbers? Do these change over time? Somebody said mastery, movement, mating, money. Material things, mastery, mating, movement. Okay, good. What else? Status, mating, money, momentum. Movement, mastery, mating, money. Status, momentum, material, mate. One says money, mastery, good. Now, what we're doing right now this is what I wish they taught me when I was in school. Don't you wish you had learned this in school so you could overcome procrastination by knowing what your primary driving motivated, uh, motivating factor is? Because once you got this down, I'm gonna show you how this has, this not only has to do with trends, this has to do with making more money. This has to do with launching your own thing if you've been wanting to do this. This has to do with you catching the next thing. This also has to do with you being happy you know, Peaver, you want to be happy in life. And it's not always an emotional happiness. Sometimes you're going to feel confused. You want to feel fulfilled. And so this should be began. I wish scientists were analyzing this. I wish there was machines that you could put your finger in and it was a blood type and they'd prick your finger and they'd go, here's your blood. I guarantee you they will be able to do that, by the way. In fact, I'm starting to invest in biotech. This is the kind of biotech stuff I want to invest in. Because there's genes for these kind of things, for example. For example, if you have a lot of testosterone, you know, you oftentimes will be driven here. If you have a lot of uh, uh, estrogen, you're more home-like, usually these. Because what do bird, female birds want to do? They want to make a nest. They want security. So I oftentimes find people who are a little more uh, estrogen-driven or, 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 or fe not feminine, not feminine in the sense we think. I'll just keep it at that. Estrogen or oxytocin is the drug in your brain that drives this. You know, this is driven by testosterone. Status. I think status might be a testosterone too. I'm not sure. I haven't studied these. Yeah, nurturing people are usually... See, it's a very... You know, people often think women are driven by money. Okay? And there's a lot of truth to that. And not in a gold digging way, that's not what I mean. But women have nine months where they have a baby growing inside them, which makes them vulnerable. It's hard to grow a baby. It takes a lot of energy. You're gonna be tired, you know? You can't do everything you do because your body's diverting energy into the growth of the baby. So women need to have some money. And before money was invented, they need to have something set aside so that they can survive during that time. That's the evolutionary principle, evolutionary psychology uh, of why women tend to be driven by money. 
Now, men, believe it or not, I'll just give you a little background. This is what nobody ever told you in school. If you get status, you usually get this as a man, but not as a woman. It's weird. For example, Oprah Winfrey, tremendous amount of status, but it doesn't change. The, no one finds, no guy finds Oprah more attractive, really. There's no Oprah posters on young 16-year-old guys' walls in their bedroom. None. Never in the history of the world uh, that I can imagine. There's Sports Illustrated ones, but guys don't go mastery. This woman has mastery of her profession. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just, I don't know why it is. DNA is a, is a bitch. So, but women, there is that. There's women who are attracted to men who ain't that good looking. Donald Trump's got a pretty good looking wife. And it's not only money, it's also status. Although money, so I asked Dr. David Buss as a little side note, which of these is more important for a man if he wants, you know, like, um, sorry, which of these? Material things or status if he wants to get women? And Dr. David Buss is one of the top, most esteemed evolutionary psychologists in the world. He wrote, writes the textbooks that are used in Ivy League colleges. And he said, well, it depends on what's more fungible. So he said, in general, status is the most powerful thing for a man, um, unless he's in an environment where the pe fungibility, by the way, means um, what people value. So for example, if you go to I don't know, Monte Carlo. If you go to some, you know, place in Europe, the French Riviera where everybody's rich and you're trying to get women there, then what's more fungible would be money. You'd be better off a billionaire. But if you're a dude and you go to a nightclub or something like that, if everybody looks at you, you'll get more women than if you just have a lot of money in your wallet. So it's a complicated evolutionary psychology question, uh, but that's for another talk. I don't want to talk about that today. By the way, I'm getting ready to roll something out. I'm trying to get it launched by the end of the year. It's my new program. Um, well, it's not a new program. It's something cool. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you. But uh, all right, so how do, what does this have to do with trends? Well, there, is, there are trends that match the, oops, match the four M's. So once you know, so here's the deal, tying this all together. Just because they're a trend doesn't mean you'll be able to capture it. Agreed? Lots of trends have already gone by. We haven't caught them all. Okay, why don't we catch them? Because our brain goes in sleep mode and it procrastinates. How do we overcome the procrastination? We know our four motivators and which one's the strongest. Once we know our four motivators, what's next? Then we go for trends that match our primary motivators. Boom, boom, right there but I wish they taught me in school at the highest level. This, so for example, you know why Hugh Hefner used to be able to work, Hugh Hefner 
is a controversial guy, but he's an interesting guy if you really study deep under the surface of what he did. One thing Hugh Hefner did, he worked hard. He used to literally write articles for Playboy magazine three days straight without sleeping. He would just like sit in his room and just write and he would get lost in writing. And you know why? Because he was motivated by what he was doing. He had no procrastination. When's the last time for the job you currently have, you know, or even the entrepreneurial venture you currently have that you had no problem and the time just flew and you spent three days doing it? About 85% of people don't have a job like that. Most people don't like what they're doing. Can you grab me a quick napkin? So, if you are, for example, driven by status, then I suggest you pick a trend that is in the status arena. Now, what might that be? I'll tell you one, social networks. Social networks, think of how MySpace was started. It was started by a group of guys, but the one that most people know is Tom. Remember how Tom would send you a welcome message on every email, uh, on every new account? So whenever you formed an account on MySpace, your first message was from Tom. And that was building status for Tom. So guess what? Tom probably had no problem staying up all night programming and fixing bugs on his new website, MySpace. And so he stuck with it. He didn't procrastinate. You can leave it here. I'll just leave it. He worked hard and he built it. And he ended up, I think his cut, he made about $50 million. Not bad, right? Anybody here would be okay with $50 million? You started, even though MySpace didn't get as big as, as Facebook, 50 million isn't dead. Somebody says, MySpace is dead now. It ain't dead to Tom's 50 million bucks. <laughs> he, he will laugh, he'll, he'll be happy to laugh at his own. If you ever make something and it dies, but you're left with 50 million, you'll be laughing right along with that joke. If I was Tom and I was in a bar and people are in there, somebody said Tom said he made 500 million. No, the company did, but he didn't know. Somebody was like, I walk in a room and everybody's like, fuck my space. That thing's dead. I'd be like, yeah, me, I know, it sucks. I'd be laughing right along. They'd be like, Ty, why are you laughing at MySpace? Like, didn't you start it? I'd be like, yeah, I did, but <laughs> it's dead. And they'd be like, why are you still laughing? I'd be like, because I got $50 million from it. So you're all good, you know? So anyway, uh, I hope one of you on here is made fun of for the rest of your life for only making $50 million. And you go, Ty, I watched this live call. I figured out how to motivate myself. I caught my business uh, trend. I built something. I didn't procrastinate because I liked what I was doing. And boom, now I'm good. Somebody wrote, one billion is better. Yeah, but you know what? You can't tell the difference in your life between 50 million and one billion. What do you do different? The only difference is that when you're a billionaire, you get, a li you get to be in Forbes magazine. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, the now, actually, the person who wrote that comment, I guarantee you, you're your M motivator is status. So you want to be able to say billion because there's no monetary real difference between 50 million and a billion. When you got 50 million, you basically for life can pay yourself $200,000 a month. That's the math. Because 50 million, a safe rate of return 
I, I know this from doing Monte Carlo simulations and advanced financial simulations through volatility charts and recessions. You can pretty much live on three to five percent of your capital with and, and never even touch the capital. So just live off the interest. So if you take four percent, for example, of fifty million, right? That's what two million dollars. It's roughly you know two hundred thousand a month. So could you live well on two hundred thousand a month? What could you do with two hundred thousand a month? You could have a lot with two hundred thousand. You could buy a whole bunch of Lamborghinis, a whole bunch of Ferraris. You could have houses all over the world. You could give twenty grand to charity every month, ten percent. You could help all your family and friends because you know what? You know how everybody always hates the next month because that's when your bills come around. Well, if you had fifty million dollars, let's say it's the twenty eighth, and you're starting to run out of money, you're like, "Oops, three more days, I get another check for two hundred grand, right?" So. If any of you make 50 million, you're gonna be good. But remember, you wouldn't get there if you couldn't overcome all the hurdles because it wasn't that easy to build my build MySpace. I know the story of MySpace. Somebody said give more money to charity as a billionaire. That's what you would do. Somebody said they'd help animals. So what would you guys do right now if you caught the next big trend? You're the next in MySpace. Even though everything dies, by the way, every business dies. Of the, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, only one company from the 1800s is still active. General Electric, every other company's gone. Things die, man, you can't laugh at them. Kodak died, nobody laughs at If you were from the Kodak family, you'd be laughing again all the way to the bank. Somebody said they'd buy friends, <laughs> that's what you'd do. <laughs> uh, Snapchat's big. Somebody says, Ty, your shirt is the bomb. Somebody said they'd help veterans who are homeless and disabled. Yeah, we do that with our programs, like the Accelerator. I'm gonna open that up later. We, we let in disabled veterans. In fact, I did a, I'm gonna release, we did a little party here at the house. I raised, uh, I, we gave 30,000 to the uh, disabled veteran charity called Wounded Warrior. Somebody said they'd buy SeaWorld. I don't think you could buy SeaWorld with $50 million, but you could make a start. Um, you'd invest in an in and out. It's not publicly traded. Somebody said you'd pay to get in the accelerator. Tumblr is, but I had a friend that has a site that makes 50 grand a month. All right, PayPal's dead, now it's about Venmo. Well, like I said, Elon Musk made 110 million, I think, on PayPal, so he might be like, let it die. I don't care, I already cashed in. Okay, now, dun ta da Here's you. You now know your four motivators, which they are. You now understand. So now you're gonna be able to tweak your brain. So now we identify. So let's say that, let's say a competitor with PayPal, Venmo, boom. So let's say you wanna compete with Venmo. My question to you, if you were in my accelerator or my business builder program or in even my inner circle, I'd be like, tell me about your four M's. If you told me your main M is mating, I'd be like, well, why do you wanna go into a finance app? Why don't you do something else? So I would tell you, stop, you're in the wrong area. You're getting too greedy. 
Now, if you told me your primary driver is money and material things, well then, wouldn't it make sense to own a PayPal or a Venmo app that does stuff with money all day? I have one of my cousins, he just likes money. He's always liked money. And I was telling my mom this, and my mom, his mom died, my aunt died. She got Lou Gehrig's disease when she was like 30 and died when he was a little kid. He was five, and so my mom helped raise my cousins. And she said, Ty, when, when he was a little kid, I used to find him in his room taking his allowance, because my mom would pay us like $1 a week or something was my allowance. And he'd take it, and he didn't want to be paid a dollar bill because that was only one. He wanted it in pennies because then he got a hundred of them. And then he would just count them. He was like five. He loved money. Warren Buffett said he loved money. At seven years old, he wanted to know about the stock market. And, and what business did Warren Buffett get in? Investing, not necessarily in the stock market, but investing in companies. So, boom, you match. Somebody said their primary driver is status and mating and fitness. Yes. See, you'll be able to overcome procrastination as a fitness trainer or in the fitness industry because you're already focused in on that mentally anyway. That's the whole point. The brain conserves, so but the brain's, so here's your brain again. Your brain is mostly conserving, but it has its one little thing that it's focused on. That's one of the four M's. So you want, if you align your business and your financial goals with what your brain is already not conserving on, you have a natural huge advantage. Huge. So like you said, for those of you who are really into mating maybe, being in fitness is good because you're going to be around a lot. Being an actor is good because there's a lot of beautiful people around. If you don't care about it at all, and you really care about money, you wouldn't want to be an actor because um, actors don't make that much money. There's not that many wealthy actors. I mean, not many billionaire actors. The people who make the most money are in New York City, sitting on Wall Street running hedge funds. Now, hedge fund guys make money. There's a guy, a hedge fund guy, he made recently, last year, this year, a guy made $800 million. That was his paycheck. But a few years ago, a dude made four, um, he made $4 billion. That was his pay in one year as a hedge fund. Let me put that in perspective. That means every month he was being paid roughly $350 million. How'd you like that paycheck? Divide that down. He was making $10 million a day. Imagine your bank account going up $10 million a day. Did somebody just fall asleep? Is that Adrian? I heard someone snoring. Um, did they just fall? What? Who was that? Shun? Adrian, we should have brought all the cameras over there and the periscope. One of the guys fell. That's how exciting this talk is. It's so exciting. People, my cameraman are literally falling asleep standing. Was he standing up? Oh, there he is. <laughs> All right, we won't. Don't make fun, of Adrian. All right. You know what? But Adrian's motivated by money because I said ten million a day, and he woke up. 
even in your sleep, Adrian, you're focused on that. I said he made 10 million a day and he went, what? That's what I heard and popped up. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I told you, everybody has their thing, man. Everybody has their thing. You mark my words. Did he disappear? You literally woke up when I mentioned the money. Were you dreaming about money? I think that, um, I think Adrian is actually, would be more status. What do you think you are? Are you driven more by, what are you most, what are you most envious of? Other people's money, other people's girls, other people's like accomplishments, or other people's like exciting life, if you had to pick. Um, Not that you are super envious, but if you were the most. Who makes you the most? Uh, yeah. I would say accomplishments, because I'm more interested in like, Leaving a mark here, you know, right. in the film world. Right. Adrian's a film. So if you see, like, yeah. Which one? I, so status is Adrian's. That's what I, isn't that what I said? Yeah. yeah. I know you pretty well. Cool. So, yeah, he's a, stat, he's a status guy. <laughs> he has good glasses, too. So there you go. So for Adrian, he's going to be able to motivate himself past any procrastination if he sticks in the film industry which is what he's doing, because he won't... Somebody said in the army that's 50 push-ups. Is it really if you yeah, fall... You but do people fall asleep in, in the army at boot camp and stuff? Yeah, you're working out all time. You're doing push-ups, really? Oh, classrooms, I can understand, but I, not when you're doing like jump. Is there some dude doing jumping? I read in World War I, they made people um, have to march so many miles that they learn to f fall asleep standing up. I said dudes would just be like, somebody else was telling me his grandpa was in World War II and on guard duty, or not guard duty or whatever in a trench, they would learn to just fall asleep. I could see that, if you, but I don't know how you lock your knees. Yeah, you just fall over. No? All right, so keep moving here. So go for a trend that matches your four M's. If you, who here is currently an entrepreneur? Who do, who's a currently entrepreneur or planning to start an entrepreneurial venture real soon? Somebody, who do we have? And if you're an entrepreneur, what's your current revenue? Somebody says, Ty, I don't like seeing you with all those hot girls. Okay, that means you're envious of the mating. So what's your monthly income? 25,000, 700 grand as an entrepreneur. 80 grand, somebody's making 180,000. Let's do it monthly. What's your month? I like to think in monthly. We've got zero monthly. We've got 20 grand a month. Four grand a month. 8,000 a month. 10 grand a month. 100 grand in revenue a month, 15 grand a month. Gross, yeah, just gross income, 1,000 pounds, 50,000 a month, 2,800 a month, negative 8,000, YouTube video maker, eight grand a month. Somebody said, time in your accelerator and getting ready to start up. Kevin is doing 15 grand a month in real estate, 250 a month, cool, 200 grand a month, Brian McGill. Diego is doing one million a month. We have a few people, I don't know, sometimes people 
tell the truth, sometimes they don't. Somebody's doing 17 grand a month, 3,300 a month. Somebody is an entrepreneur doing 600 a month, just starting out. Somebody's doing 250,000, three to 6,000 in fire protection, five grand a month. All right, so we got it all over here. So you can see we have people doing zero. Somebody said negative 35,000 a month. I'm not sure how you do, are you saying you're going in the hole? It's hard to have negative revenue. Revenue's basically just zero or above. You can have negative profit, but not revenue usually. Okay, so a couple more things here. Now, once we've identified our motivation type, so we can overcome the issues in our brain that keep us from, from catching trends, then we select the industry to go into. Then it comes down to one thing. Um, okay, you gotta have a massive base of knowledge. Let me show you what I mean by this. Just imagine this. Let's say, here's you. And let's say you understand everything we talked about and you've identified the perfect trend, the perfect product, the perfect business to launch. Okay? You see it here with your eyes. So let's say it's, I don't know, question mark business. All right, so you've got it and you see the dollar signs and you're ready to make money. Now, here's the issue that some of you have already experienced and some of you will and you, some of you are gonna learn the hard way. What if you're standing on a teeny, teeny cliff? Little cliff here. And it's a thousand feet drop. Remember we just talked about the story that somebody on Christmas Day was texting, got out of their car, and walked right off a cliff and died? What if that's you? So you're right here, this is how, this is the base that you're standing on. A teeny, and down here is a river full of crocodiles, we'll call it. This is failure. So here's the water, right? You're standing on the teeny, what are you gonna do? Nothing is the answer. If your base is too small, you won't be able to take advantage even if you identify the trend, even if you know the one that matches what you are motivated by, you still won't get it. Now, let's, Compare that. So this is 99% of the world. And so here's a great the example I always like to use for myself is everybody with a brain, you know, I wasn't young enough, I, mean, I wasn't old enough, sorry, at the time to catch this trend, but I always wanna say to my parents and uncles, why didn't you start Netflix? I'm like, that's the easiest thing ever. I could have seen that trend. Nobody wants to go to Blockbuster if they can have the DVDs mailed to their house. I mean, you still might want Blockbuster, but you also want things sent to your house. So one guy, Reed Hastings, did that, and no one else did. And so I can tell you why they did. It's because if my mom would have seen that trend, let's call this Netflix, let's go back in time. It's 1991 or something like that. My mom is standing here. She sees Netflix, she, she's driving home one day and she goes, hmm, 
Blockbuster. I don't think this thing's gonna be here very long. It's more convenient to just, what if I could just get these mailed to my house? And then she goes, ooh, that's a good idea. I'll just start a company It only costs, you know how cheap it is to mail DVDs? It's like 15 cents. They cut a deal with the post office. We'll just mail them to people and then go, but how do we get them back? Well, you can't get the next DVD till you mail the old one back. That's all Netflix was. You could have thought of that in what, 15 minutes? 20 minutes of thought? But the problem is my mom had no business knowledge. So the base, she would have tried to start Netflix and would have just fallen off. My mom didn't know, you know, she was a single mom. She didn't know anything about my mom, you know, went to high school, didn't go to college. My mom had no experience, nothing. She didn't understand, you know, what an LLC, S Corp, what a C Corp, that the difference is. She didn't understand accrual taxation versus cash accounting. She didn't understand the difference between revenue, gross profit, net profit, above the line, below the line. She didn't understand what depreciation is and amortization. She didn't understand the four Ps, product pricing, placement, promotion. She didn't understand you know, how to build sales funnels. She didn't understand how to hire and fire and HR. She didn't understand how to raise capital and what a, you know, how to build a convertible note structure. She didn't understand um, the basics or the more advanced aspects of taking advantage of what she saw. And most of you on this call, although most uh, this call has a little bit more enlightened people on it not enlightened but a little more experienced people um how wide is your base because imagine this imagine if your base was this big and so when you saw the opportunity all you do is walk on the existing base you already have and boom It just comes to pass. This is the real thing that you should be doing. If the base is big enough, you're just gonna be able to basically step by step walk into activating uh, that trend. But a lot of you are just so focused on picking the trends but not building the base. And I'll tell you why. It's easier and more fun to have a pair of binoculars and look at trends than it is to capitalize on. It takes more skill. Somebody said, Ty, JAA0428 says, how do you increase your base? That is a great question. That is the question of the century. You know why I read a lot? Did you get, who here is on my Snapchat? Did you guys see my last Snapchat? Anybody? Anybody on my Snapchat? I'll show you my Snapchat. Where is my phone here? Um, let me pull up my Snapchat. So my Snapchat here. Let's look. Here's my snap. Here's an example of, I'll just show you guys my story here. If you haven't seen it, 
Let me get to what I want to get to. I'll show you an example of me building my base. There's chess playing my grandma chess. There, there's a book, number two book, three book, four book, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's my nine books that I had yesterday. Some, I read one, I read about one book a day, but I'll look even at more than one. Then I have an annual report of U.S. Bank Corps. Then I was reading the Australian newspaper. Then I was reading a chess magazine, working on my strategy. I was reading uh, CNET, which is an upcoming technology trends. It had the Darth Vader, uh, John Boyega, the new face of Star Wars. <clears throat> then I was reading a book on the eight rules to doing an effective meeting. This book, How We Can Get More Done. So there you go. So yesterday I was building my base. More and more advanced, more and more advanced, more tools in my tool belt. And now, that's why right now, see when I was, I know wherever level you're on, I've been at that level. Um, some of you maybe are more advanced than me, so I haven't been at your level. But all of you coming up, I've been there. I've been broke, 47 bucks in my bank account, no college degree. I've been, no, I had no base at that time uh, around business and making money. I was done. And so... All during that time, that's when somebody bought the UFC and I missed it. I've missed more trends than I've ever caught. And there's always one reason. I was just operating on a teeny base. Your base needs to be so wide that any options that you want to take, you're already prepared for. Think of it this way. Making a good bit of money to where you're financially independent is like bench pressing. 250 pounds or bench pressing double your weight. When the time comes and the opportunity is right in front of you and the weight is on you and all you got to do is push it up and then you get the reward. You can't start lifting weights right then. If you have a big chest before the opportunity comes, then you'll be able to lift the weight off of you easy. So the base is your strength. And everybody focuses on physical strength, which is great. You should focus on that. But who here has a six-pack of the business brain, specifically? Six-pack of the business brain. Who does that? Anybody? Lightweight. Exactly. Well, who here read 15 newspapers yesterday? That's, if you want to talk about a lightweight, if you're talking about... Uh, Mr. Olympia, Ronnie Coleman, he was bench pressing whatever, five, 600 pounds. That's the equivalent of what Warren Buffett does when he builds his knowledge. Are you really doing that? I don't know about that. I'd be impressed. Who here has eight books they're buying a day? Who here's going to four conferences a year, minimum? Who here is going uh, and is in three or Three courses, four courses a year, online courses. Who's doing that? You do that, trends won't matter. Because not only will you catch trends, you'll start trends. I haven't even had time <coughs> to go much into that. I'm going to talk on that for a second. There's one thing beyond catching trends. The one stage beyond people who catch trends are people who create trends.
Good example of that was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, they said, well, people aren't going to want this. And he's like, they don't know what they want until I build it. Isn't that crazy? They don't know what they want until they build, until I build it. That's what Steve Jobs said. He was a beast. Now, this is the, this is the black belt level. You can't start with the black belt level, by the way, please. Um, I hope some of you, oh, hold on. Huh, interesting entrepreneur just popped into town. This guy's a beast in business. So, anybody here on the level where they can create trends? Do you have that big of a base? To create that trend, you gotta be this big of a base right here. You have to have, you're the equivalent of somebody who can bench press four to 600 pounds, if you can do that. If you can create, because Steve Jobs in the business, he was like bench pressing the equivalent of business 800 pounds. Yeah, Steve Jobs was a red belt. Red belt in jiu-jitsu is the hardest, the highest belt you can get. Coral belt is below, black belt, coral belt, red. So somebody said they don't know what they want until I build it. Yeah, that's what he said. So uh, I don't want anyone to try this. Trying to create trends until you have the strength mentally to do it is like going under a bench of 500 pounds. You're going to get pinned, you're going to tear your muscles, and you might die. <laughs> That's what happened. You ever seen that video? There's a YouTube video where a dude's like lifting. He's like doing a machine, but he's in it backwards. And it, you ever seen that one where it closes on him? Oh, dude, just Google close um, gym machine close traps guy or something. It's so funny. It's it's the whole gym. You see him turn around and run over because the guy's like ah. It basically he goes in the machine backwards and it like squashes him. I, he doesn't die or anything, but um, so Walt Disney, yes, Walt Disney created a trend, animation. Nobody thought that that was possible. Now, what's the best way to get to the, I don't even think you need this wide of a base. You can have a base that's, you know, get one that's that big. That's, that's the goal. So 2016, more importantly than you uh, building, I mean, then you catching trend, build your base. Once you build your base, you're going to be good for the rest of your life. Once you know a lot about business, not much is going to trap. Did you find it? Yeah. Yeah, workout mishaps. Yeah, that's the one right there. Yeah, he's in the machine backwards. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Watch me. <laughs> Look at the other guy runs over. <laughs> ah, don't worry, he's not killed or anything. It's just funny to watch. Workout mishaps. Okay, um, so. All right, I will talk to you guys soon. For those of you who I didn't answer your questions, Tuesday coming up, we got the live for all of you in the 67 Steps and the Accelerator, we do the live interactive calls. All right, talk to you guys soon.